When you do what you love, yoga, CrossFit, and lifting heavy things, you want to do it for life. Inside Tracker can help. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then Inside Tracker records your progress every day, every step of the way towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. For a limited time, you can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com slash fitmess or visit the link on our website, thefitmess.com. This is The Fit Mess, conversations with world-class experts in the fields of mental, physical, and emotional health. In this episode... Apollo actually helps us through the vibration to the skin, helps us to feel better and more able to adapt to stress by calming the body and balancing the nervous system, the stress response, and thereby helping us to make change more easily because we're in a state that where we feel stronger and more ourselves and more able to make change. Now here are your hosts, Zach and Jeremy. Hi there and welcome to the Fit Mess Podcast. So great to have you with us here where this week we're geeking out again. There's just so much technology available these days to help you feel better, live better and be better. We talked just a couple of weeks ago about how much we've loved and learned from our use of the Aura Ring and how its sleep and activity tracking helps us make better choices. This week, we wanna talk about another tool we've been using for the last few months, the Apollo Neuro. It is a scientifically validated wearable technology that uses gentle vibrations to improve your resilience to stress so you can get to sleep, focus, recover, and more. In just a few minutes, we'll be joined by the co-founder of Apollo Neuro, Dr. David Rabin. We'll talk to him about why he developed this incredible technology and the many ways it can help you live feel and be better. I'm curious how you use it, Zach. What problems do you have that it helps you solve? Well, the list of problems is really big. It doesn't the list of solve problems you have in general is yeah. pretty long. Yeah, it is. It is really big. Oh, it's far too big. It's overwhelming. I think we have a show on that. I think so. Anyway. Yeah, no, I use my Apollo band for when I have to have conversations with people. So like I was using it for my, for job interviews prior to this and even still with it, I would do all these breathing techniques and things like that before an interview or having a conversation with somebody that I'm nervous about or a presentation that I had to do. Um, but then once I get into the presentation, like I would just forget the breathing and not do the things I need to, but with the band on, it actually keeps me stable through the entire conversation. So I love that part of it. I I'm using it now and, and I do, we've had these things for months now and every time we record, I throw it on and every time we do an interview, I throw it on and I always have it in the social and open mode because for me, being social and open is not, does not come naturally. That's not just part of my DNA. So any, <laughs> any help I can get nudging me in a direction that makes me more social and more open, I can definitely use that help. Um, yeah. The other thing I primarily use it for is sleep. It's pretty remarkable when I first, on, I mean, to, just being honest here, when I first started using it, I was excited about the sleep mode because I thought, this is great. This will really help me sleep. And it actually made made my sleep worse for probably the first week that I tried it. Yeah. It, like noticeably. I was like, wow, my I just was not sleeping enough. I'd wake up a bunch during the night. Felt bad when I woke up. But I was like, I'm not giving up on it. I'm going to keep trying. And I stuck with it. And now, especially since a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the aura ring and, and measuring and tracking all of our sleep results. I can see a noticeable difference when I use it to help me sleep at night. So I use the full two-hour mode 
all night to help me get better sleep. And I can see the numbers improve. The heart rate variability improves. The amount of sleep that I get, all of it is better when I'm wearing this thing. So the two pieces of technology that we've talked about in the last two weeks really play very well together. And so those are the main two things that I use it for. And, and again, a huge noticeable difference. Yeah. I So use the social and open. I usually use the common focused one, which is, it gives me the same feeling as like doing five minutes of box breathing. Mm-hmm. It's very, very cool. I, I love that. I, I generally get better sleep when I'm wearing it, but I do have a weird problem in that it, um, it almost gives me insomnia. I can't fall asleep very quickly. So, really? um, so I actually showed my wife how to use it and I would leave it off and because she always comes in after I'm asleep. Uh-huh. So I showed her what to do with it and I'd fall asleep with it and she'd come in and fire it up while I'm sleeping, <laughs> which occasionally woke me up. But, but once I'm asleep, I'm fine. That's funny. Anything that keeps my mind going keeps me awake. So. Yeah. You know, speaking of, of it being useful for the, the social and open stuff, I, whenever people are coming over or I'm going to any kind of a social function or have a work meeting or something, the work meeting is not the best example. But what it reminds me of is how I used to feel what feels like years ago now. Like I needed a beer to interact with other people. It was just sort of that like, help me let my guard down. And I feel like this has a similar effect where it's not... It's not like it changes my personality. It doesn't totally change who I am. It's just, it's that little nudge. And part of it, again, maybe it's just the fact that I'm putting on and I'm pushing a button and it's helping me set an intention to be more social and to be more open. But the science says that, it's, that the vibration that it's giving your body is also contributing to all of the things that you need to actually reach that more relaxed space and that, and that ability to be more social and interact with people. Yeah. And, and again, I can't, I can't say it enough. I, what it does is does a lot of the same things that breathing techniques and the relaxation pieces that I've learned over the years do, but it allows you to continue interacting, continue being you, and you have the benefit of all that stuff going on in the background, and you don't have to think about it. It's it truly is amazing. It's the, it's that it's that thing where you don't always have time to listen to a relaxing song. You don't have time to do the breath work. You don't have time to meditate and get into a space where you're ready to go and interact with somebody or focus on whatever task at hand. So you throw this thing on and it just sort of helps accelerate your ability to get into that mode. Yeah. And and we both know I just need all the help I can get. So (laughs) I wear this thing every day. (laughs) You know, I've got to find ways to clean the band because I I wear it so much that (laughs) it's probably a little gross, to be honest. I got to, I got to clean this thing. But yes, it's uh, incredibly helpful. And so I had so many questions about how it does, what it does, why it does, what it does. And I was very lucky to talk with Apollo Neuro co-founder, Dr. David Rabin, about how it does, what it does. Well, let's start really simply. What is the Apollo Neuro? What does this thing do? So Apollo is a wearable technology that is a the first of the third and newest most current generation of wearable technologies uh, that delivers a therapy through the wearable to the body. And that therapy in Apollo is a a wellness device. It is indicated for basically calming the body the same way that somebody holding your hand on a bad day would, or the same as taking a deep breath or getting a hug from a loved one or hearing your favorite song come on when you walk into a room on a bad day. And it does that with sound waves that our skin receives from the Apollo instead of sound waves that you might hear. So they're very gentle, uh, low intensity sound waves 
um, that feel like migrations of the skin. And the reason why Apollo is a third generation, which I think is worth noting, is that the first generation of wearables were pedometers, set trackers, and basic tracking technology that gave us a bunch of numbers that we then had to interpret and then make a decision to change our behavior about around, right? Yeah. And the second generation is a really exciting new stuff that's out with Oura Ring and Whoop and Apple Watch and Garmin and many, many others, Fitbit, the new Fitbits, where they actually interpret the data for you. They interpret mm-hmm. the numbers and then give you something to do, which can be really accurate or not so accurate, depending on the person you use. And then, but they don't actually do anything for you. They still require us to make the decision to change our behavior. Right. Whereas Apollo actually helps us through the vibration to the skin, helps us to feel better and more able to adapt to stress by calming the body and balancing the nervous system, the stress response, and thereby helping us to make change more easily because we're in a state that where we feel stronger and more ourselves and more able to make change. That's something I think that has been talked about before. I'm not the first to bring this up, but the fact that this does not tell you what to do. It's not tracking anything. It doesn't keep track of how far I've walked or anything. This is literally, I guess, manipulating, for lack of a better word, my mood and and helping me to manage my stress. Is that that a fair description? Yes, with the exception of the word manipulating. Yeah, I was was wrestling with that word. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. And the reason is because, you know, maybe maybe it's a little nitpicky, but but we deal a lot in words and manipulation implies that we're, that that this is doing something to you that might be against your will or against your best interests or against what you want to do. And it's really quite, quite the opposite in that Apollo makes it easier to do what you're trying to do by, by, by calming the stress response, these, what we call the sympathetic fight or flight response, which is active a lot of the time. It's meant to be active when we're running from a lion or we're running out of air or we have lack of food, shelter, et cetera, type of stress. Mm -hmm. But when we're getting too many emails or getting overwhelmed from work or too many responsibilities or the news or whatever, or we're in traffic, that's not when we want that survival sympathetic fight or flight response to kick in. And so Apollo, just like soothing touch or deep breath, reminds us that we're safe and we're not actually running from a lion because we have time to pay attention to the feeling. Mm -hmm. And then that brings us back into the present, centers the mind back in the body, and that helps us transition from any one ex- one state to another, from wake to sleep, sleep to focus, bored to bored to part intensely focusing or meditating, right. and it just kind of helps smooth out the transitions. Sure. So I'm wearing mine right now, and I've got it on the social and open mode. So what like is ours. it doing for me to help with this scenario, or and how would this help someone who is otherwise kind of anxious in social situations or whatever? What is it actually doing to my body? So I can, I'm, and I'm using the same mode, by the way, oh, I use funny. It for, mo- yeah, for most, most times that I have to socialize or interact with uh, someone else on an interview, because yeah. the social and open mode is like a clear sort of, uh, clear and clear and focused, but also my attention is on you and what you're saying in the conversation. It's on, I'm in a more, slightly more present, more empathic listening state. And the best way that I can describe this to you is what I was like when I had a you know slight fear of public speaking before Apollo, which was that <laughs> I would get on stage or I would get into a discussion like this where I knew lots of people were listening. And I would be spending my time thinking about what the person I was talking to or the people I was presenting to were thinking about what I was saying when I was yeah. saying it, yeah. right? Which is the biggest mistake and first mistake to make that most of us make when we're doing any kind of public presentation. It's the same in social situations where we're trying to make friends and we spend most of the time, instead of being ourselves, we're thinking about 
what yes. somebody else is thinking about how we're acting or speaking or what have you. And that, of course, makes us seem nervous or, or standoffish or, and, and it takes attention away from what we actually want to be doing, which is focusing on having an uh, empathic conversation with someone or giving a talk or presentation or what have you. So, so the Apollo facilitates, just as if taking a deep breath would do in the same moment, it helps remind us that I'm just having a conversation. I have been doing this for years. I know how to do it. Mm-hmm. My body knows how to do it. I know what to say. I know what, how to talk, right? And, and that I don't need to worry about what other people are thinking about me right now. And so our attention becomes more focused on what it is we're actually doing, which is just having a conversation. Right. Now, I love mine. I've been wearing it for several months and I've, I've felt the differences, but it's interesting. I've heard you say on just now and in other interviews that it's similar to taking a breath. So why is it beneficial for me to wear this device rather than to train myself? Hey, just take a breath when, when things get crazy. So, so it's absolutely better. And I would never say otherwise to train yourself to do breath work, right? Breath work is the best thing that any of us could do for ourselves at any time to learn how to control our breath in the moment of stress. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is that, and studies have, have been done on this, that it is extremely difficult to learn a new skill and particularly to learn how to breathe and control our breath and get in tune with our breath when we're already stressed out. Yeah. Right. And most people, even people who are excellent breath workers and practice all the time, and by all the time, I mean for like hundreds or thousands of cumulative hours of breath work time, still have trouble sometimes remembering to take a breath in that moment of stress when they're doing X, Y, Z. And so breathing is absolutely the, you know, one of the most important skill sets that we have to work on for our own health. However, it is incredibly, incredibly difficult to learn. It can be when we're already in these stressed out states. So again, having a nervous system lubricant, right? If you think about it or, or a little nudge that helps our bodies get into a state that reminds us that we're calm enough to take a breath, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so it's, it, it's almost like for those of us like myself and, and maybe you who never had the benefit of learning breath work when we were young, when that would have really been the time to teach it yeah. as a coping strategy, it's harder for me to learn now. And so Apollo helped me learn how to get the benefits of breath work in my day to day. And then that makes it easier for me to teach myself how to breathe in those moments of stress. So right. now I've been using it for years, right? And and it's actually trained me to be able to access those states of calm or flow, whatever you want to call it, clear and focused, what have you, in the moment without requiring it as often. It's almost been, it's been very much like a training tool, which is really interesting. So it didn't exist until you made it. Uh, and uh, I understand you and your wife developed it together. How did this come to be? What made you decide this is something I need to put into the world? So I think the, it started and you're right. Catherine, my wife is the, is the CEO and the co-founder of Paula with me. And she, without her, this really wouldn't exist because as much of, as much as I might be talented in the sciences and the medicine world, I knew very little about business before we started this work and her, her brilliant business brain and tenacity really helped move this to another level where it's now an actual product you can purchase, which is pretty incredible. But this started originally at the lab in the university of Pittsburgh between 2014, and 2018, I was researching chronic illnesses and and with a focus on chronic illnesses that typically didn't get better over time with the standard treatments. And the folks that I was working with were a lot of folks with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, which was above and beyond the most common uh, common population that I saw, 
And also, and many of these people were veterans. And I also worked with a lot of people and, and many of them also had substance use disorders and depression. And then there were folks that had depression who also had these trauma histories. And, and, it, and ultimately none of these people were getting better with the treatments that were being offered them. And when you went, I went back and looked at the literature, I was not the only person who was seeing this. It was very clear that in the literature in psychiatry, antidepressants and most of the treatments that we have available that are the recommended gold standard treatments, even psychotherapy, because of how much work it is, only are successful 50% of the time or so. And that's not a very good number, right. you know, for long-term success uh, where people don't have to take medicine for an ideally they don't have to take medicine every day, right? There's right. years where they're symptom-free or mostly symptom-free without medicine. And that just doesn't happen in, in these folks. And that's unfortunate. And so it forced us to ask the hard questions, right? Of maybe, are we thinking about this the right way? Are we thinking about stress and trauma the way, the way that makes sense if these medicines aren't working? And perhaps there's a more fundamental way to look at this where we look at the stress response system and because stress always makes all of these people's symptoms worse, right? Right, right? And stress always makes it harder for them to recover. And so we started to look at what made them feel not stressed, what made them feel safe. And it was the breathing, the soothing touch, the empathic listening with another human being where they really know that they're being heard in a non-judgmental way, right? And, and that kind, those kinds of experiences, soothing music was a huge one for these people that really made them feel good. And many, many of my patients just listen to music all the time because it really helped them feel calm in lots of different situations. And so we started to basically just dive into all the literature about this and, and start to understand how does the nervous system respond to these things? How does it respond when we deep breathe? How does it respond when we are experiencing soothing music, soothing touch, and what happens to the stress response system? And it turns out there was quite a bit known about that. And then thanks to Catherine's help, we started to look at other ways to tap into that system without the ears and without the eyes and without having somebody else there that was required to be part of the, of the experience to make you feel better. Would it be possible to give somebody something like a wearable? You know, this is again, back before there was a company, before we had really done any real big studies. And we were just asking the question, you know, the hard questions, is it, is it possible to make something that you could wear that could give you the same benefits of soothing music and soothing touch? And then over time, years of research and experimentation later, we figured out that absolutely there are certain rhythms that the skin feels as soothing that induce a very similar response in the body to deep breathing or somebody holding your hand on a bad day or a great song. And that was really, really cool. So then as we started to look into that more and more, we did the placebo controlled double blind randomized trial. And that showed us we were really on something in terms of the pattern of how these pattern, how these vibrations were affecting the body. And then that spun off into more real world testing, thousands of subjects, and then the current device, which is now, I guess, phase three, if mm -hmm. you count the original prototypes we built. Wow. I'm very curious about the placebo uh, studies, and I want to ask you about that. But, but the whole concept of music and the physical vibrations having an, an effect on our body, I would have always just assumed it's just I like the sound of that music, the words mean something, it's the attachment that I have to it because of the story or the time that it appeared in my life or whatever. It's fascinating to me that the physical vibration from music can alter my mood, I guess, or, or my emotions. That's, that's fascinating. And it's not just your mood, right? It's your heart rate. It's your heart rate variability, your, how much we sweat, how fast we breathe, how deep we breathe. 
It alters our metabolism. It alters lots of different things. In addition to mood, the mood is perhaps the most obvious way that we notice right. the experience, but it's actually changing lots of things in our body at the same time. And it's boot. And if you listen to music that you find, even if you consider it subjectively smoothing, soothing, right? Like mm-hmm. you feel nice and calm when you're listening to it. That music is having the result of feeling you feeling calm because your recovery, rest and digest nervous system is perceiving you as safe. Mm-hmm. And when you send safety signals to your body, that nervous system can turn on and divert resources away from the fight or flight stress response, away from the skeletal muscles and the heart and the lungs and the motor cortex to the parts of our body that are really important for feeling good, right? The reproductive Mm -hmm. system and the digestive system and the metabolic system that we store energy with, our immune system that keeps us healthy and from getting sick all the time, which happens when we get too stressed out, right? Mm -hmm. We've all been there and our sleep, right? So all of these parts are connected, which is oftentimes taught not to be the case, but they're absolutely all connected. So can I totally confuse my system by like putting it on the, the relax mode and then like cranking up the Foo Fighters? Is my, is my body just going to explode in confusion? That's a really interesting question. I'm <laughs> glad you asked that. Nobody has ever asked that question before, but uh, that's a really important, there's a really important point there because ultimately, yes, you can confuse your body. <laughs> and the goal that so and and what you're describing actually is what most people experience on a regular basis is right. that type of confusion because there's so much incoming stuff from all different kinds of inputs whether again like our family our responsibilities the news our work responsibilities and the traffic and all the things and the sounds around us the construction right all of that stuff is feeding us sensation And it it affects the way that our body is functioning. It affects the way we feel. And ultimately, if we, the goal is that we want the sensations that we surround ourselves by to be things that facilitate access to the goals that we actually want in our lives, right? Our, Our actions and by which our actions, I mean, the things we do and the things we choose to put ourselves around right? Mm -hmm. The sensations and the environment that we choose to put ourselves in, which sometimes is a lot of our choice. And sometimes it's not much of our choice at all, but that all comes together and should align with our intentions to achieve a certain goal. If they're not, we will be confused and our bodies will feel confused. And that confusion is restlessness, right? That's, that's what turns into anxiety. That's so fascinating. You mentioned the placebo. I'm so curious how you test the, the placebo effect of something I physically feel. How, how are you able to tell if somebody is just imagining, oh, I put this thing on and I push play, so now I feel better, or versus the, the actual physical response that happens? How do, you even, how do you even do that? So it, it involves a lot of work, number <laughs> one. It's not easy to do. But when we started working on Apollo, we had the benefit of uh, one of the best cognitive neuroscience laboratories in the country, that had an electromagnetically shielded room with EEG brainwave uh, measurement tools and heart rate and EKG measurement tools and respiratory bands and pupillometry. We measured pupil responses and physical movement and lots of, and sweat from the body. And we could do all of this in tandem, in time, right? So as the body changes, you can collect a signature from each of these different metrics in in time with how people are saying they feel. And then you deliver to the body different vibration patterns, some of which are the vibration patterns that made it into the current Apollo, 
And other ones were vibration patterns that didn't, which were not layered in the same specific way that we found made the Apollo vibrations work. And so the pattern was very different. And the, the placebo are what we call active controls because they're not just placebo, right? All vibrations, as we we're just talking about, do something to the body. Mm -hmm. So they are changing the body. And one was a pattern that had been studied in the literature that had been known to help people feel more calm, subjectively speaking, which was a very slow tapping vibration. And the other one was a cell phone buzz, basically, vibration, which is known to noti notify people and make them more alert. And nobody knew what patterns they were getting. And then there were also no vibration conditions. Nobody knew what patterns they were getting and nobody, and even the researchers didn't know what patterns were being sent to the subjects at any given time during a task because they're all randomized and blinded. And so each user would then go through the same, same cognitive tasks over and over and over again and do each condition multiple times with all of these different patterns of vibration or no vibration or Apollo mm -hmm. vibrations. Yeah. Interesting. You mentioned uh, tapping, and that is something that I, I've, I haven't gone to someone who facilitates the, the tapping therapy, but I've read a little bit and done just very one-on-one stuff on, on myself. Is there room for that in what you're developing? Do you see a way to, to blend sort of that tapping therapy with what you're doing? Is there another device that could be developed that does what tapping does? It's a good question. We we have, I mean, so so one of the other ways that I think tapping is referred to is EFT, yes, which is sorry. an emotional, emotional freedom technique. Yes. And it works in a similar way mm -hmm. to the way that Apollo works in terms of calming and, and moving things around in the body, in the nervous system. However, tapping is often very local to the body, certain locations of the body. And there's certain, and it's, I think it's a lot of it from my so-so knowledge on the topic, admittedly, is that it's based on some of the Chinese medicine meridian systems and mm. where they believe energy flows through the body and can get trapped from whatever different kinds of things, stress, inflammation, et cetera. Sure. And, and so the, the thing that we really tried to do with Apollo was make it non-local, right? We wanted to induce a, a full body effect that you would perhaps even notice in your, in your mood or in your attention or your ability to focus or feel clear without it having to be on any specific part of your body, right? And tapping is very local to a specific part of the body. Right. So Apollo can be worn on the wrist, can be worn on the ankle. You can put it on your chest. You can put it on your neck, your back, your head. People use it on lots of different locations and get benefit from it. It's non-local, right? right. And so that, that actually was, a, was something that you know, you, we had to choose in terms of the effect. That being, all of that being said, What's interesting is we have some EFT practitioners using Apollo with their clients oh. and it, they do combine well. So, so that is interesting. For yeah, this that is interesting. You have done tons of work uh, researching stress this last 18 months, 27 years, whatever, whatever it feels like it's been, I have to have just been doing extraordinary damage to, to all of us on a level we'll never understand can you try and put into perspective what the pandemic, multiple lockdowns, political strife, racial reckoning, like everything that we have gone through in the last year and a half, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand how we've gotten through it and the damage that it's done. Can you kind of paint a picture of what, kind of where we are now versus where we were then because of the stress we've all been under? I could do my best. <laughs> it's, a, um, it's a simple, you know, 30 seconds, yeah. please. <laughs> I think so. So it's, there's absolutely no doubt that this has been an incredibly difficult year for 
almost all of us and that or year plus right and and that there is probably more difficulty more challenge to come that being said the humans as as we are homo, homo sapiens are the most adaptive creatures on the face of the earth we are the most resilient the most able to bounce back and overcome challenge and to and and in large part do so by working together by through our collaborative nature is actually why we've been able to overcome so much more challenge than any other species mm -hmm. which is pretty incredible that is something that we can't forget in terms it, when all the stuff is going on right there's all of this craziness in the world that's going to happen and that's happened and that's currently happening that is going to continue to take our attention away from the fact and that we are super adaptive adaptable creatures mm -hmm. right and this is if you're gonna if you're gonna narrow down humanity to one thing to really like one core strength it is that it mm -hmm. is adaptability adaptation so ultimately we these these stressors these challenges that we face many of us have challenges in common there are also many times where those challenges feel incredibly unique to us and i think the the solace that i can that i can offer is that everyone is challenged in their own way and those challenges are you know can be also seen as opportunities mm -hmm. to to grow from for sure without challenge it's really really hard for us to grow and to become stronger and there's all no matter how sh i don't know what I'm allowed to say you can swear no yeah, how, go for it no matter how <laughs> shitty uh, our experience might might seem in the moment there are always things that we can take away from it that we sometimes don't realize down, and for a long time that are incredible learning opportunities to become stronger better versions of ourselves and again these are things that we may not be able to see in the moment and oftentimes we can't but they're always there and it's really our goal you know i think the goal is to do everything we can to support each other and to get through these challenging times, right? Humans are incredible adapters on our own, but the reason why we are the governing species of, of this planet is because we work together. And, and that's our arc. That is the thing that we do better than anyone else. And that's what we can't forget. So it's so the, the biggest damage that's being done right now that I think, you know, is, is I'd be remiss if I didn't mention is division in and of itself the polarizing division that is going on to separate us to make us feel like some of us are better than others or some of us are right and some of us are wrong or whatever is is really the most damaging thing because that is what stops us from accessing our true strength which is collaboration yeah and we have an entire part of our brain an entire strip of our brain that most other animals don't have that is entirely dedicated to empathy and collaborative connected work and that's called the insulate cortex, particularly the anterior insulate cortex, which is one of my favorite parts of the brain. Um, <laughs> but as you might be able to tell, but but this is, you know, it, it's a hard question, but I think thinking about it from the standpoint of evolutionary biology and why we are the way we are and how we got here is really important because that's how we remember who we are and and what our roots are and our what our real ability is to overcome these incredibly difficult times that we're in right now. That's a great answer. And, and I'd like to end there, but I did want to ask you one more thing if I can. And it's just, you, you've mentioned breath work as, as a vital tool to, to manage wellness. Obviously the Apollo band is another tool. 
what are like two or three from, from really basic to kind of extreme, you'd have to go somewhere special, things that you would suggest people try to, to sort of manage their, their stress levels? So I think, so, so of the easy things to do, I would say Apollo and soothing and soothing touch is the, are the two best things hands down of the easy stuff to do. Soothing touch is easy because it doesn't, it also doesn't require another human being. You can have another human being to help you and that's better. But if you don't, there are certain parts of your body that you can press on the center of your chest, can put pressure on to calm your, to calm the body, the inside of the outside of our ear. That's like the closest of the outside ear to the canal. You can rub that and gently, and that will also induce a sense of calm in the body, rubbing the inside of the hand where the thumb connects to the palm can do a similar thing. And there's lots of other parts of the body that can do this and there's tapping, right? So tapping is something you can absolutely do yourself without having someone around to release pressure, stretching is immensely helpful. And it doesn't even have to be full on yoga. It can just be like gentle, relaxed stretching in your house and just doing whatever feels, you know, moving whatever feels tight, right? So those are the things that I would recommend everybody start with because they're the above and beyond the easiest. I would actually put breath work next up, up there on the scale of easy to hard because breath work does require a lot of discipline and time and attention, mm -hmm. but you can start doing it anytime. And actually going back to the easy stuff, there is this, these great practices that come that, are, that I, I, I think is a really wonderful metaphor for strengthening our emotional brain, which is called, it, it, it's referred to something as something similar, but different in many different ancient cultures. But my favorite take on it is the Peruvian Shipibo uh, culture, where they talk about the four pillars of the foundation of trust in ourselves, mm -hmm. which are self practicing self-gratitude self-forgiveness, self-compassion, self-love as skills that we can practice in any moment at any time of day. And it can start just by writing down those words every morning and every night. But really the goal is just to keep them in our minds as often as possible every day. And that really sets the frame that helps us to literally strengthen the, the view from which we're looking at the world, right? From a standpoint of gratitude, the world looks a lot brighter and a lot more manageable than it does when we're looking at it from a standpoint of feeling completely overwhelmed and out of control. And one of the other ones that's really great is soothing music, right? And, and just having music on more of the time rather than TV and the news or things that kind of like zone, zonk you out or, and distract you or that might set you off because they're really, uh, you know, terrible, maybe shitty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> difficult. <laughs> to, yeah. And so there's a lot that we can do with music, just having it on in the background, it can change how much energy we have and how relaxed we feel and how easy it is to wind down before bed. And all a lot of, it helps solve a lot of problems that we all have that are, are pretty common. And when you combine all of those, which is the best thing, it's really combining the music and the touch and, and things tech and things like Apollo and other tools and the breath work and stretching and those kinds of things, they amplify each other and it helps to retrain our nervous system to be in a state that's more balanced more of the time, not just when we're doing those activities, but more of the time throughout our day-to-day -day life. That's awesome. Just, just really quickly, what's next for Apollo? Are there going to be new, new modes coming? Is, is there a new version that you're working on? What, what's the future look like for Apollo? 
So the future is bright. We have lots of stuff coming. We just released a new product actually, which is the Twilight Apollo, which is my favorite. Mm. And there will be new, of course, software updates coming out regularly for the devices that are currently out, which is exciting that, and, and I think I can't go into too much detail, but what I can say is that the software that is coming is going to be increasingly focused on personalizing the experience to the individual nice. in several different ways. That is all based on the great feedback that we've gotten from our users. And so we have lots of, and we have tens of thousands of users out there contributing information to us about their experience that help us make a better product. And we really appreciate that. Awesome stuff. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time and for the work you guys are doing. It's, it's really important and I'm glad we got this opportunity. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Our thanks to Dr. David Raven. If you want to pick up your own Apollo band, you can head over to thefitmess.com and go to our affiliates page. And there's a link right there and you can save 10% off. So Jeremy, funny story though. I wear my Apollo band on my ankle mm -hmm. at per the instructions. I actually like it there because uh, it's out of sight, out of mind. Sure. So when I am in a situation where I need it to calm me down, it's I completely forget about it. It does its job. I do my job. We all win. Right. But I've worn it out. I wear shorts year round. You know that. Yep. Me too. But um, I've worn it out in public a couple of times. And the number of times I've been asked if I am leaving my house when I shouldn't be leaving mm -hmm. my house, mm -hmm. it, it's it's quite often. But it has always led to like all these awesome conversations. People think I'm under house arrest and breaking the law and leaving the house. And then they want to get one themselves. Well, let me share a little story with you, if I might. When I first came to Canada earlier this year, showed up late at night, walked in, because uh, they, they pulled us in, had to ask us a bunch of questions because we're trying to cross the border when the border was closed. And we walk in, they ask us all these questions. What are you doing here? What makes you think you can cross the border? Blah, blah, blah. The whole time I'm wearing this thing on my ankle, wearing shorts. <laughs> and I, and I, it totally was just like, I want to be focused on the drive. It's going to be late. It's going to be dark. And the you know kids and dogs and all the things. Just want to be as focused as I can. Didn't even think about it. And so the guy's asking, he's like, well, you know, I got to ask you about that thing on your ankle. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. How do I explain this? So then I'm trying to explain. I'm like, yeah, it's this like uh, vibration sonic thing that helps me stay focused. And he's like, relax, relax. It's fine. I, kn I know it's not a house, house arrest bracelet. Those things are a lot bigger. But I had to ask because you show up wearing a thing on your ankle trying to cross the border. Uh, just raises some questions. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> so be smarter than me. Don't try and cross a closed border wearing an Apollo Neuro on your ankle. Nothing wrong with it. It's just going to raise some questions. Just, just move it to your wrist. It works just fine on your wrist yes. as well. I get a, a lot fewer questions wearing it on my wrist, oddly enough. So one other thing I really like my band for is it has a rebuild and recover setting too, that I like to put it on right after like a good workout. Mm -hmm. And it just, I think it helps kick my body into gear to start rebuilding all the, the, the tissues that I need from, from the workout that I potentially destroyed. <laughs> I love that setting. That one's awesome. Yeah. I've, I've used that one a bunch myself. And one important thing I want to point out here, and, and he acknowledged it in the interview is that a lot of the things that this amazing device does, you can do on your own. You don't have to mm -hmm. spend the money to buy this device to do the things that it does. A little breath work, a little meditation, a hug, or just some affection from a loved one. All of these things are equivalent to these things that you can do naturally. However, those things are not always available. 
You can't always turn on the music you want to listen to. You can't always get the hug that you want to get. You can't. Not without getting in big trouble anyway. Yeah. Especially with HR. Don't even get me started. But I just think it's amazing that, that they have created this thing that can make it a little bit easier to tap into those things that you need to be a little more relaxed, be a little more social, sleep a little better. And so I just, I just can't recommend it enough. I love it. So if you want to grab yours, uh, like Zach said, 10% off on our website, thefitmess.com, click the affiliates link and it'll take you right to the appropriate page. All right. Well, Jeremy, I'm going to say we call it quits for the day because I need to go turn on a different mode for my Apollo band called Relax and Unwind, which is to me anyway, it's almost like drinking a glass of wine before bed, right? I love it. It's 60 minutes, totally brings me down and I'm ready for bed so that my wife can surprise me later by turning my Apollo band on. Oh, by turning the Apollo band on. Okay. I was curious where we were going with that one. Exactly. The Apollo band. For for me, I'm going to throw it on rebuild and recover because after working with you on this, I need all the recovery I can get. That's like the third time I've heard that today. (laughs) Huh. Must be something wrong with other people. (laughs) Must be everyone else. All right, everyone else, go to our website, thefetmess.com. Subscribe on whatever podcast player you're using. Follow us on social media, whichever channel you like the most, and subscribe to the newsletter so you never miss an update about the show. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next Wednesday with a brand new episode at thefitmess.com. See you, everyone. We know this podcast is amazing. It doesn't seem to lack anything, but we need a legal disclaimer. Prior to implementing anything discussed in this podcast, it is your responsibility to conduct your own research and consult your physician. You should assume that Jeremy and Zach don't know what they're talking about, and they're not liable for any physical or emotional issues that occur directly or indirectly from listening to this podcast.